Welcome to NBL Now. This is our roundtable edition. During the fever break, we're going to talk about each and every team. We'll talk about their strengths, their weaknesses, and what does it all look like for the back end of the season. And of course, pose some big questions at this learned panel. Damon Lowry, Derek Ruckett. Great to have you both along. We're going to have some fun with this. Let's do it. Let's hit it up. Let's talk about these Perth Wildcats. You want to start with Perth? Let's do it. Let's start with the Perth Wildcats in that case. Seven and five for the season. They won five in a row. Miraculous. Yeah, it is. Miraculous. I, on Moments That Matter, about a month ago, Brisbane were going out to Perth. I said the loser of that game, it was a wrap. Perth lost that game, David. I don't know if you were paying paying attention that weekend. or was watching. Okay. Perth (laughs) lost that game. They haven't lost a game since. And I had to eat my words. They've been on a five-game tear. And now they're the hottest team in the competition. I think they're playing better basketball than Melbourne United. Hottest? Yes, where you went too far. You was everything was sweet, but you just <laughs> took it too far. You pulled up from 35 feet when you, you just stepped out of your range just a little bit. And saying that, those Perth Wildcats that you said that you had wrote off, yeah. I also had them on teetering. Now the Red Army, I don't know what your problem is. You got attitude problem. Somebody says one thing about the Perth Wildcats and you get all sensitive, jumping in. I don't even live in a Twitter world like that. All of a sudden, I'm looking over here going, what is this? I don't even, what did I say? Talk to him, Dave. All I said was, you are too spoiled. You want instant gratification. You got to win every damn year. Correct. Now, John really, we both a teammate of John really. Five years. You was in the trenches with him. You guys was winning. I played with him. We were losers. But you get to see the qualities in a guy. I saw when we were Townsville Crocodiles my last year in the league, mm. we were losing, and John really was there every day shooting, doing all the little things. I saw leadership qualities in him, and he's got it. As you know, he's got a strut. I said, this thing will get turned around because Johnny's a fighter, and when it does get turned around, I want to see where all that yap, yap, yap is going to sound like now. The Red Army's being real quiet. Everybody was calling for John Ritty's head. I don't hear nobody saying now. Let's give Johnny an extension. How come? He's turned it around. This guy will do whatever it takes to win. If he's got to hurt some people's feelings, I'm sorry. But we got to win, and now they're on a five-game winning streak, mm. and they are balling, and I'm all for I'm here for it. And I got to see that team up close in their game against the Bullets. I was spending a lot of extra time around the Perth huddle to see what the engagement was like. John really has those guys' eyes. He coaches them hard. I don't always agree with his emotions. I don't always agree with his approach. I don't always agree with how he absolutely berates the refs on every call. But he's coaching in the NBL, and he's lifted that team up, okay? And that comes down to basketball intelligence, desire, and can you manage men? Mm. How do we grade this season? Dame? I'm going with a C plus. That's to you. Only because... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> There's no consistency in your grade. They're seven and five. They're in the top three. You, who'd you give? You yeah. gave somebody just a. It, you yeah. gave Phoenix a C plus. Don't be looking at my paper, man. Yeah, go to the Phoenix. No, don't be looking at my notes. <laughs> Who's that first one. Right. <laughs> off of, uh, listen, man, it's the whole season. Just because you showed up to class and you've been good for a couple of weeks, don't mean all of a sudden I forgot about when you was two and five. Yeah, I didn't forget that. Now, when you was two and five, that fact that they worked up to a C plus and they trending upwards there. They are trending upwards. I gave them a C plus based on previous, 
past horrific performances, mm. Johnny couldn't work out the rotations. He didn't realize that Hiram Harris was on the team. He forgot. All of a sudden. No, no. Well, you're also forgetting, though, that Doolittle was hurt. They That's- had the little transition also where they had to bring Doolittle over and then acclimate him. That's not easy. And we also drunk way too much Jordan Usher Kool-Aid. We drunk way too much of that. That we got gassed up on that 35-point game in round one. <laughs> he ain't scored 35 points since total, but he's still a, a valuable contributor. But Johnny worked it out. Bench, go sit over there, come in and give us some instant impact. So Johnny, I knew he was going to turn around and figure it out. But all that combined, you put it all in the pot, Derek. Yeah. It's a C plus. We're going this way. It is a B. They're a B. They're a solid B. That victory in Brisbane came off the back of an emotional tiring game against Cairns. They flew all the way over to Brisbane. Beat a ready Brisbane team in a tough, dour, defensive game that they had every right to quit on. So for that reason, they're above a C. Your grade is crazy. They're a solid B (laughs) and almost, almost a B+. And they've beaten Melbourne United in Melbourne. Granted, it wasn't real Melbourne I was going to say, kind of real Melbourne United. But we saw what a non-real Melbourne United can do. Like, But again, this is the complexity and the intrigue in the NBL. Like, how how good is Perth really? Are they better than Southeast Melbourne? They they just beat Brisbane. Is Brisbane a top four team? This is all in the pot for us mm. to figure out and, and discuss it. It was great. Mm. So with that said, we'll, we'll get to the big three. We'll yeah. pose three big questions of each team during the roundtable episodes. Question number one is in line with that. They've got it back together. Can they hold it together? I think so. They now have their identity. They yeah. know who they are. I was called on era two and five. I said, you guys, it's a hierarchy to this. This is an equal opportunity. It's Bryce Cotton and everybody else fall in line with your roles. They've done that with Hiram Harris, with Jesse Wagstaff. They're doing it with Jordan Usher coming off the bench. Spencer, uh, sorry, I keep wanting to say Spencer Dinwiddie. It's Christian Doolittle. But he is now, I don't know why. Very different I know, but it's something in my brain that makes me want to say that. But even Keanu Pender, so what he's not Keanu, all, um, you know, MVP candidate. He's still Keanu Pender. And he's okay as long as they're winning. And he predicted a five-game winning streak in a press conference not that long ago. Mm. So they now have their identity. I think they can maintain that and get themselves into the playing. Well, what I do like about them is they have one of the best athletic teams out there, and they have great length, athleticism. Not necessarily size, but they do play well vertically. Hiram Harris isn't tall, but he plays bigger than what he is. And now you're starting to get some solid contributions from not only Bryce, but a guy like Harris, Pender. Saar has found a better role. Mm-hmm. It's probably not the starring role that he or some other people in his camp probably hope for, but it's a productive one. Mm-hmm. And he's doing a good job defensively. You bring anything around that rim against Perth, he's throwing it up out of there. So, you know, defensively, they've gone from about in, a, in the course of three games, uh, sorry, three weeks. They've gone from number nine in the competition to number four. Mm. The only thing now they've got to shore up is their defensive defensive rebounding. If they pull that in the line, they've really got something going on. Question number two, Jesse Wagstaff is a six-time championship winner with the Perth Wildcats. He is royalty. 
He had a milestone game earlier this season where he was DMP'd and he had two DMPs in a row. Mm. Now he's become a valuable part of this lineup. Does John really owe Jesse Wagstaff an apology? A verbal one? <laughs> well, he can write it if he wants. <laughs> write an open letter. Yeah. <laughs> you can send him a fax, whatever. Like, oh, that's a tough one, isn't it? I don't, I don't want to necessarily say an apology. Look, it's. Is giving him minutes again an apology? Is take, that enough? Remember when we was little? Oh. No, I don't actually. I'm older than you. <laughs> Just barely. barely. Yeah. Remember when you get in trouble and your mother might have to put hands on you and then you was mad at her, but then she take you to Hungry Jacks? Yeah. That's what Johnny's doing. Yeah. He's taking Jesse to Hungry Jacks. He got him a little happy meal. But He's I, Jesse. That is the apology. Well, I said before, Johnny is a good manager of men. And the other night in Brisbane, when Jesse wasn't having a good game, because that's going to happen. At that age, like some days you're going to wake up and the body's like, not today, not today. So Johnny played him, realized it wasn't happening, and then sat Jesse and let some of the other guys take over. But the thing is, Jack, to your point, he had him out there. He gave him a chance. Yep. And just getting Jesse out there for a few minutes, it creates an aura and an energy within the team that is hard for anyone else to bring to the table. Particularly at home games. It's, it's noticeable home at home games. Mm-hmm. When Jesse Wagstaff comes onto the court, there's a roar at RAC Arena, which I think is important. Question three, mm. will either Webster be with the Wildcats next season? We're not going to see both Websters. We're not going to see both. We're not going to see Corey. And Corey, championship player, a proven winner, but it doesn't fit no more. And like last season, when Johnny really made that call, Mitch Norton, sit down. Todd Blanchfield, sit down. It's Corey Webster. This year, he's made a different call. And that's the thing about John really. Whatever's working, he will ride with. There are no, oh, yeah, I'll get you back later. or oh, you won. Johnny doesn't play that kind of game. Right now, he's got his backcourt sorted. And Corey, it doesn't include you. It, it, it includes your brother. So, 50% of the Websters is going to have to do. And I thought I thought that Corey handled everything really well. Yeah. I had a chance to speak to him in Brisbane, and his attitude is outstanding. Again, you've heard me say it before, but I'm just being truthful. These guys handle these benchings far better than your boy would have been. <laughs> far, better, far better than I would have handled it. Corey was up there. He's like, yeah, my time is going to come. And it is going to come. His time is not finished with Perth. They're going to need him at some point to knock down some shots. Something's going to happen. Someone's going to get hurt. Someone's going to get in foul trouble. At some point, like Mitch Norton was required last year to come Mm -hmm. back late in the season, Corey is going to be needed. And I think that's his mindset. And he's a pro. He's He's been doing this for a long time. He understands the ups and downs. Right now, he's got a little ankle, uh, little ankle concern that he needs to get over. So this has probably come at a good time for him physically. The plus minus hit us with the plus for the season so far. Bryce, Bryce, yes, but my positive is we're going to see a Perth Wildcat is the number one pick in the NBA draft. Alex Sar, no, how do you know? Alex, I, mean, I hope it to be true. And now I hope it to be true for your own credibility. <laughs> but how do you know this? Alex Saar is the re... I got to be careful with my comparisons. I want to say Rasheed Wallace. I want to say Kevin Garnett. 
He does do way. Not, do not that, say Kevin Garnett. Defensively, he's got some Kevin Garnett is about him. He can, like you say, he'll throw some stuff out of there, seven foot one, turn around, jump shot. Great wingspan. Come on, man. Come, come over here. Come to, come over here, Darius. Hey, right, look, he's in the green room. He is like number one is on the table. So for me, the first Wildcats. He's in the green room with the, in the green room with the best seat. Which seat do you want, Alex? Uh, I'm going to take that one. Everybody else, work your way around me. The number one seat. The minus? The minus, I'm going to have to go with the rebounding. They've got to get better. It's been better. And this, yeah, it has gotten better over the past couple of rounds. And that's where Asar, he's got to be a double-digit rebounder. If he's playing 20 minutes a game, if he can get 10 rebounds, I think Mm -hmm. then he solidifies that number one pick that you're talking about. Um, But then also, I think the guards have to chip in there and do a better job as well. Usher, Usher with that athleticism and strength and and vitriol. He should be getting seven rebounds a game. Mm. He should be eating up glass in this competition, but we haven't quite seen that yet. So when they get that sorted out, Pender's done a good job. Mm. It's not been on him, but once they get that done, they'll, they'll be way better. I see that, and I raise you perimeter shooting. Shooting 30% from deep water as a team. Now, Bryce mm. is obviously making shots now. But when Bryce is, he's the toughest scout on every, he's the number one on everybody's scouting report. If Bryce is down, now Bryce does a great job of getting himself to the foul line to get his points ticking over. Yep. If he's not making shots, who is in the perimeter? Uh, Christian Doolittle has proven that he can catch and shoot from time to time out there. Usher is up and down. to show the ability to shoot it against Brisbane. It's some tough shots against Brisbane, but we don't have enough of a track not record enough. to know if that's legit or if that was, you know, Exactly, exactly. One hot day don't make a summer. No, sir. Seven and five for the season. Where do they finish at the end of the regular season? I got them in the play-in. Can, can we get a number? Five. Too vague. Five. I got them five at the fifth spot. Now, that could go up as of today. And you don't, you don't know what today is, do you? <laughs> I thought fifth. that you were going to have them higher. I've got them third. Wow. Ooh. I've got them third, which is... Uh, Ooh. I I had to swallow some D rug eagle high because I I ruled them out. I thought it was over. Mm. I thought it was over, and they they figured it out quickly. Now they're on a run. I bet you they wish they weren't having this break right now. Mm. They're probably the team that least wanted the break. Well, it's blue sky for the Perth Wildcats, and I think it's blue sky for us. We are going to have some fun in our NBL Now okay. Roundtable editions. Nice work, you two. Thanks for being with us. And we will catch you next time on NBL Now.